there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. What? I feel like there was something I wanted to to bring up. Oh, shit. I think that was going to happen. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's fine. It'll come back to you. Oh, I remember. (laughs) I just needed you to, you know, give me that boost of confidence. It'll come back and look, there it is. There it is. So I just want to say we've had some people reach out to us lately about stories we've done. Either they know the people personally or they like one of my it was one of my friends teachers, Miss Ruby. This is Yeah. She was one of my Helen Ruby's mom. Yeah, one of my friends teachers growing up. Yeah. Um we've also had um a relative of someone that passed reach out to us. Um and the amount of um, I want to say like love or, you know, um, what am I trying? What's the word I'm trying to say? Like the amount of gratitude and, um, positive energy that we've received from these people about, you yeah. know, how we're representing their family member that was the victim or, you know, how much this victim had an impact on their life just i don't i'm sure it's the same for you but it was just such a boost for me to mm-hmm. to be like okay we are heading in the right direction we are you know 100% doing what we should be doing and i just hope we can keep keep up that pace keep up yeah. that you know i don't it just it just really was very um touching for me and I, i'm sure it is for you too but yeah it was it was nice Nice well, we said it. from day one, we want to be as respectful as yes. possible. Yes. Especially because we do a lot of stories from here in Oklahoma where we were born and raised. So right. obviously, there's a lot of people here that, you know, their families still live here. Yeah. Right? Yes. So we don't ever want to offend anyone. No. We work as hard as we possibly can. Shy and I are the least confrontational offensive people ever 100 percent, and it's our motivation in life to never be offensive to anyone ever not at all and we especially do not want to hurt anyone's family or family or friends or anything like that we try to keep it light Mm -hmm. because if you don't Right. This can go to a dark fucking place real fast. Real fast. Real fast. Um, we in no way want to sound like we are at any time um, on the uh, perpetrators, the killer's side at oh, any no. time. Like, they are the pieces of human garbage that should no really... We don't ever want to shame anyone no. that's a victim. Mm-mm. Because Not at the at end of the day, there's only one 
or to people that made the decision for their life to end. And it right. wasn't them. It wasn't them. So, yeah. Yeah. That's really nice that people are reaching out mm. and people have reached out to us with like respectful, helpful hints and yes, things like that. And mm. we, when I tell you that we read every message and every email and every comment mm-hmm. and everything, we read them all of the time. All of the time. And sometimes more than once, just to make sure that we're getting, we're soaking it all in. Yeah. 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 So, so please feel free to send us any respectful email yes. or messages yes. yeah. at all. Yeah. We're, this is, this is just something Shane and I want to, we want to bring to the forefront, um, you know, that these things can happen and we don't want anybody you know, we don't want it to affect anyone's lives in like, oh, what kind of world are we living in? We're living in this world where yeah. it happens all the time. Um, hopefully we can, people can take away lessons learned yeah, from some of our stuff. And we will probably bring them up, you know, during, during our stories about lessons learned in no way, shape or form are we meaning to victim blame at all. We're just wanting to, you know, in this situation, what we learned here is you know, ABC or yeah, that type of thing, right? Because yeah. a lot of, not that it wouldn't have happened the way that it did. Um, we're just trying to keep it from maybe possibly happening again. Yeah. And maybe somebody can take away with, oh, if I'm in this situation. I should do right? XYZ. Yeah. Yeah. To try to get out of it. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So anyways, that's what I wanted to talk about. That's what... Slipped my mind for a hot second. I'm an idiot today. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So that's what I got. Anyway, go forth and prosper, Shy. Okay. All right. So this one, 1985. Mm -hmm. So back in the 80s. um, This is a little unusual type of. crime that happened and you'll know why when i get into it and we'll kind of discuss it but so it was in 1985 so a lot of stuff that we don't know about the victim so we're i'm gonna try and you know we just have to fill in plot holes yeah we're gonna i'm gonna tell you what i do know about him because this person sounds like an amazing individual so with that being said all right we're gonna talk about the um abduction and murder of rick lee patterson Yes. That sounds super familiar. I mean, the last name is <laughs> right. Our, our family's last name. It's our family name. I don't think this individual was related to us, but may have to may have uh, to track that tree down, Shan, that you're all about I'll that. I'll check it out on Ancestry.com. Oh my gosh. So okay. He I mean he grew up in Ponca. Oh, maybe. So there's potential. You never know. Not far from us. Okay. So on the evening of October 19th, 1985, Rick Lee Patterson would be leaving a local supermarket in Oklahoma City when two men approached him and at gunpoint would force him into his own car. Okay. Okay. Remind me of this plot when we get to the end. Okay. Just keep going. Okay. I just want you to remind me. Remind you. Because I have clock. like alarm bells going off in okay. my head. So go ahead. And this is why I'm saying it's a little unusual, right? Because it's an, a male. Uh-huh. Statistically, it's usually females, right? Uh-huh. Okay. 
So again, not a lot to go on for Rick, but what I do know was at the time of his death, he was 33 years old. He was born November 4th, 1951, I believe in Ponca City. You know, mm-hmm. his family is from there. He had been a teacher for six years at Central Middle School in Moore, Oklahoma. Okay. Okay. And by all accounts, was an amazing teacher, awesome coworker. He also worked as the custodian at the middle school. Like, he was really all about this middle school. Okay. Oh. He would always tell the coworkers they were his family. Like, just a really good guy. And even this, so the spring before his death, so the spring of 1984, he was named teacher of the year at Central Middle School. So just all around stellar individual. He was not married at the time of his death. So just kind of that school was his life type of situation. So that evening, like I said, when he was leaving that supermarket in Moore, Oklahoma, there was no mention of what supermarket in any of the newspaper articles I could find. So I'm like in 84. Was there only one? Like I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how big what would it was it, in the would it have been or 84? United 84? back in 1984? Like, what supermarkets were around? Because I don't think Crest was. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. doesn't matter. It was a supermarket. <laughs> it was just it was a supermarket. Homeland? I don't know. Probably. So, as he approached his car, these two men would force him into his car, his own car at gunpoint. The trio would then drive for an unknown distance. So, like, I don't remember, a few miles, I believe. Uh, They would have Rick get out of the car, tie his hands and feet, and force him into the trunk of his own car, which was a 1979 Bonneville. Oh, fuck that. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. The two gunmen would then drive the Bonneville to a secluded area near I-40 and Rockwell, take Rick out of the trunk, force him to the ground, and shoot him execution style in the back of the head twice with a 12-gauge shotgun. (gasps) Fuck! Why twice? I don't know. Why do you need to shoot someone in the head twice with a shotgun? I, I don't know. That's insane. Yeah. Ew. So the next morning when Rick didn't show up at the Central Middle School, the principal, knowing that this was not Rick's norm to just not show up, would call his father, Rick's father in Ponca City. Rick's father would call the Moore Police Department and file a missing persons report within just like minutes of receiving this phone call from the principal. Cause he's like, this is not my son. My son doesn't do this. However, within two and a half hours of that missing persons report being filed two hunters near the, that secluded area of I-40 and Rockwell mm-hmm. would find Rick's body. So back in 85, you know, Rockwell and I-40 now is Pretty much, isn't that where the huge outlet mall is? 
Yeah, but there's also, like, if you go south on Rockwell from I-40, mm-hmm. there's no, no, you can't go south because it's a huge um, waste Landfill? Dump. Landfill, yeah. I if, never even thought about and that. And remember, we talked about the death of that little girl. Yes. And they dumped her in that landfill. Yes. So I'm wondering if that was just kind of a... Dump, body dumping ground. I mean... Maybe. It could have been. But hunters, I mean... Yeah. People hunted out there. Yeah. And there's still a bunch of land out there because there's like river beds and stuff that's... Okay. Like further down. But, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, they just... They've, they would find him within two hours. So within less than 28 hours of his death, these hunters would find him, which wow. was a good thing, right? Yeah. A week later, his Bonneville, Bonneville? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bonneville would be found burned in a field near Tulsa. So that car mm-hmm. went okay. all over. Okay. Okay. So... There were no leads like they no one knew of any reason anyone would want Rick dead. Like he had no enemies. He was the math teacher. He was, you know, just yeah. this lovable guy. The only thing that investigators had to go on were his tire tracks leaving his body. And that's it. What time of year was this? This was in November. Okay. Or so October of okay. 85. Oh, yeah. October 19th. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um. So they they were just were really scared that it was going to go cold mm-hmm. real fast because they just had nothing. However, a year later, a I'm going to call him a criminal acquaintance <laughs> of an individual. <laughs> He was adjacent. He was adjacent. He was also a criminal. Sure. sure. Um, Of an individual by the name of Roger Berget, or I don't know, B-E-R-G-E-T. How would you pronounce it? Berget. 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 Doesn't matter. Yeah. The bad guy. Okay. Okay. Fuck him. We don't need to say his name right anyway. We really don't. No. Uh, so this individual, while being held for a robbery, he committed with Burgette, 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 whatever. Sure. Would tell police that Burgette and another man by the name of Mikkel Smith, or Michael, if you spell it M-I-K-E-L-L. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. That could go either way. Again, doesn't Fuck matter. Him. Yep. Were the men that killed Rick Patterson the year before. Did he say why? Are you going to tell me why? I'm going to tell, tell you me why. why, Shy. Okay. It just so happened at the time of this criminal acquaintance mm-hmm. of was being questioned that Berger and Smith were both serving time for two separate offenses. So they were kind of. They were career, career criminals. criminals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just, so they were just used to being in the system at this point. Yes. Okay. Pretty much low life pieces of shit. I get it. Uh, okay. Very quickly, when questioned by police, 
Bergette. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it a different time every time. Yeah, just say it a different way every time, and people I, will be like, "Who the who fuck, fuck are is you she talking, talking about? about?" And then constructive <laughs> criticism will come, and we'll be like, "Okay, thank you." But again, yeah, the bad don't guy. Don't know how to say it. The fucking bad guy. The piece of human garbage would confess to killing Rick. Oh, just like easy just cheesy like, like yeah, that. Totally did it. Yep. So. He went on to tell investigators that Rick was completely picked at random. (gasps) Like they just went to this supermarket to find a car for a robbery. They saw Rick. They saw his car. They wanted his car for the robbery and totally decided to. But what would you get out of it? Because you fucking set fire to the car. So it's not like you're going to turn around and strip it for parts Mm -hmm. or like sell it out from under somebody and make some cash like what was their angle i don't know were bonneville's fast cars i knew nothing of this car so i'm like was it a very um car that wouldn't be noticed you know what i mean like i don't know they never gave a reason for why they picked that car and why they set it on fire i'm just guessing because these guys were in their 20s that they were fucking idiots like, that looks like a fun car. Let's drive that one. I don't know. A Pontiac Bonneville? I don't know, man. Mm. I think my mom had one, and they were like four-door boats. <gasps> the boat! The Blue Bonnie? Yeah. Remember the Blue Bonnie? Yeah. I think my mom had one. Oh, my God. That big-ass boat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Man, that's probably what it looked Maybe like. Maybe she was just hot-rodding all over the place, and I had no concept of it. But I think I drove that car of your mom's. Yeah, I think it had some get up and go. Eh, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So he would go on to say that they did force Rick into his car that Burgette <laughs> was driving and Smith was in the back seat. They did drive for a little little while Mm -hmm. and then did eventually force rick out of the car where they bound his hands and feet and put him in his trunk okay then he did confess to driving to the secluded area at i-40 and rockwell where they took rick out of the trunk and decided since he'd seen their faces that they needed to kill him with a 12 gauge with a 12 gauge come on yeah I'm like, I think you're just like, whatever. You just wanted to kill somebody. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. So during his interview, though, Burgett. <laughs> sorry, just keep saying I just, it different. I'm going to say it different every time, guys. Just get ready. He's the bad guy. <laughs> would state that Smith was the gunman. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. And <laughs> then that Smith shot rick first and then burgett shot him okay so they both shot him one Give time me a fucking break i know come on i'm like why do you need to shoot him twice with the 12 12 gauge yeah let me tell you why okay so in the beginning burgett was offered a plea deal uh-huh. if he would testify against smith And he would initially take it. However, at Smith's trial, Burgett 
would testify that Smith wasn't even there and that it was just him that uh, abducted and killed Rick. Wait. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wait. Uh-huh. Wait a fucking minute. Uh-huh. Wait. Mm-hmm. But. Uh-huh. How. Mm-hmm. So he is giving all. Okay. So let me just clarify this. Yep. Go let for me it. just clarify this. Go. In all of these interviews that he is giving to police officers. Yep. He is saying he and I set up this robbery. We picked the guy at random. We wanted his fucking car for whatever reason. And then we both took turns shooting him one time with a 12 gauge. Yes. To end it all. Yes. And then he gets to trial. Correct. Where Burgett or Burgay or Burgay or Burgett, whoever, whatever his name is, where he is going to get a plea deal for testifying against his accomplice. Mm -hmm. He goes in and takes the fall for the whole thing at trial. At the other guy's trial. While he is testifying at the other guy's trial. Correct. What was his fucking end game? Let me just tell you. Okay? I'm so confused. Yeah. So that's under oath. Mind you, under oath. He was like, yeah, he wasn't even there. Okay. So. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can't. I know. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Another criminal acquaintance. Got a lot of a, we got a lot of criminal acquaintances for these guys. Okay. Would testify that Smith confessed to shooting Rick, but that Berger shot him a second time so that neither one could snitch on the other. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, so yeah. when Berger was being held mm-hmm. for this murder, they put them, they put him and Smith in a cell together. And from what they understand is Smith maybe put a hit out on him if he snitched. Why in the fuck would they put two people in the same cell if you are wanting one to testify against Mm -hmm. the other? Yeah. Why in the fuck? Huge mistake made there. Yeah. Well, that just is not, I mean, you just don't do that. Yeah. They did. So, hence, Burgett saying, oh, he wasn't even there. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. For the love of Christ. Right. So, being the fabulous jury that they were, they didn't believe any of it. Duh. So, they would find Smith guilty, and they would sen- excuse me, sentence him to death. Okay? Okay. Burgett... Never went to trial. Yeah, because he, he did a plea deal. Yep, he did a plea deal. And then when he, I guess, wouldn't he have, like, backed out when he didn't testify against him? So it's possible they were going to give him, like, they were going to give him a really light charge if he testified against this guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was going to be life. the conviction was gotten, right? Mm-hmm. So they were offering him life with parole? Yes. 
or life without? No, I think it was with. I think it was with parole. Okay. So they didn't pull that off the table after he pulled that nonsense at Smith's trial? They did actually pull that off the table. And Burgett pretty much threw himself at the mercy of the courts and was like, I don't even want to go to trial. I did it. Like, just like, yeah, I'm I'm guilty. Okay. okay. So, since he never went to trial, and while he – this is where I don't know enough about, and you probably really do. When they don't go to trial and it's just the judge they're talking with, mm-hmm. right, do they – because this is where I kind of got – it kind of got murky for me in the articles that I read. Because from the time he testified for Smith and then him being, um, I guess, going in front of a judge, mm-hmm. right? At that time, he not only confessed to the murder of Rick and four burglaries – that following summer after Rick's murder, mm-hmm. he would also admit to killing another man. Yes. What? Yes. At trial? Like, at his own? Setting, standing in front of a judge? I don't know if it was at – this is where it got murky. I think it was when he was being uh, questioned. Oh, okay. So this this man by the name of James Meadows, mm-hmm. he had killed in some years prior – James was 44 years old. Burgett, at the time of this guy's murder, had been living with this guy and his wife, LaDonna Meadows. Okay. okay. Mark Lyles was LaDonna's son, mm-hmm. who was on death row, who was a death row inma- inmate for the murder of a motorcycle shop owner in 1982. So all of these. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. I'm like, this is too much. Like, all of the murder or all of the criminal acquaintances are all murdery. Yeah. Yes. What? Yeah. So once he confessed to this, he said that LaDonna and Mark, there was phone calls between him and Mark on, they have records, Uh that LaDonna had told him numerous times that get this, this is the, what he said, that James had been drinking and treating her rough. And that Bridget needed to do something about it. So as a result, Bridget and another individual murdered James Meadows. So now this Mark Lyles guy, he's already on death row. He's being charged with the hire, murder for hire. Of his stepdad. And now this Burgette guy. I was just like, what the <sighs> fuck? It's, it was so many. I was like, what is happening? You people are. Mm. That's too many tangles in the web. Right? So, at his judge trial. What's it called, Shan? Yeah, just a bench trial. Bench trial. I mean, and if he was pleading, Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a trial. Like, they will, from what I understand, they will take their plea agreement in front of the judge, and the state will say, this person has signed this agreement, This he agrees that he committed these crimes, yada, yada, yada. And if the judge accepts it, 
then that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And then the judge will issue a sentence yeah. for it. Yeah. And well, in this case, I believe his his defense attorneys were like, we think he should have life. You know, we think we should, he should get life, no parole in prison for this. The judge was like, mm, no, he gets the death penalty. I mean. And apparently that's not usually handed down by judges. It's not it's not common from what I understand. That's usually a jury's decision. Like a group of people come collectively together. And this was like the judge was like, you're evil. You need to really pay for this. So, yeah, he handed down the death penalty. On the case of Patterson. Mm-hmm. And then he would be subsequently charged with the other murder? Never, the any, murder? never even said. They probably were like, you know what, he already has death yeah. in the other case, they, whatever. They did end up charging the stepson as murder for hire, for hiring Bergette to kill his stepfather. And he was already on death row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus so, Christ. I know. It was all sorts of like, The 80s this? were the fucking Wild West in Oklahoma. <sighs> Shit. Were? Oh, oh wait. <laughs> I think we're regressing. I think we we pro, we progressed for a good hot second. It's still the Wild West. Then we regressed a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, and to and recently. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Maybe get, we're not going to get on a soapbox. Okay. <laughs> so obviously, as prisoners do, especially death row, they would appeal their sentences, right? Yeah, it's an automatic appeal. Yeah. So. Bergette's appeals were constantly denied. Like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Smith, however. Well, he had grounds. I'm fucking shocked. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Carry on. Sorry. Okay. Smith would be taken off death row Mm -hmm. and would be given life without parole sentence. Uh Okay. So why are you shocked? Uh, Well, okay. Whatever. I'm not shocked, not shocked at all. He had grounds. He had a sworn in witness at his trial testifying, saying he didn't do shit. It was all me. Mm-hmm. And then that witness was subsequently sentenced to death mm-hmm. for the crime. Right. So if they wouldn't have used that as a basis of appeal, and I'm not sure what they used as a basis of their appeal, which death sentence in Oklahoma, well, I, I'm sure it's throughout the nation, but if you're sentenced to death, you get an automatic appeal regardless. But if this guy Smith didn't use that testimony as a basis of appeal, mm-hmm. then his attorneys weren't doing their job. Right. Because you have the accomplice charged in the crime sworn in under oath saying he, he didn't do shit. There. He wasn't there. Yeah. 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 He did, obviously. But <laughs> I mean, that's a it's a huge basis of for an appeal. Yeah, for sure. Well, guess what Smith went on to do while serving his life sentence? Kill some other people <laughs> in prison, probably. Not just one. He killed two other inmates mm-hmm. and almost killed a guard. Yeah, I so totally believe that. He was just a stellar inmate. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Just a piece of garbage. Just a real piece of garbage. <sighs> Who, after hearing that. You know for a fact he was threatening the fuck out of Bridgette. Yeah. You, I will have you put down. Yeah. <laughs> I will have you die by suicide in prison if you testify against me. Yeah. And then goes on, wins a fucking appeal on a technicality. Yeah. Because oh, 
Like, oh, anyways, it was just infuriating. Like, you just, obviously, Smith, we know for sure, shot him. Yeah. And he goes on to murder two more people and almost kill a guard. Yeah. (sighs) He, yeah, trash. Trash. Complete trash. Trash. Just, wow. Yeah. That's insanity. I'm... It's crazy. Yeah. Not surprised, but. No, I'm not either. But it's just like. Wondering. So this is what I'm wondering. Go. Is if they needed. If they needed the testimony from Burgette to convict Smith. Mm -hmm. Like if Smith was being completely silent and like denying that he was involved or anything like that. And they needed that testimony from Bergette because mm-hmm. they really had no physical evidence right or anything right you know there wasn't any um friendship or family ties or anything like that between Patterson and these two guys yeah so maybe they had to have that testimony from Bergette to convict Smith mm-hmm. and if that's the case then perhaps his appeal was based on more than just that, that testimony under oath. Right. Perhaps it was also based on the fact that there's no, you know, they had that testimony plus there was no physical evidence connecting right. him or whatever. Right. But, wow. Yeah, yeah. I just have so many questions. Yeah. I mean. It's crazy. I was like, um. hmm And then they're tied to this other murder he's just burgette is just tied burgette. to this yeah. other murder yeah but if smith is killing people in prison and almost killed a guard yeah you can't believe that patterson was the first person he ever killed on the outside Shit, no right Mm-mm. no surely not no it was I probably mean, other criminal well i don't know fuck they kidnapped a man from a parking lot i they were just evil individuals for sure. I just have so many questions because, you know, I like to cruise um, old newspapers, right? Right. You know, I like to cruise old newspapers from the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. and look for uh, rando patterns in specific places. Yes. Well, in the early 80s, on the south side of Oklahoma City. Okay. Women were getting abducted from, like, supermarket parking lots. What? And then they were being raped and then basically beaten to a pulp and just kind of left by the side of the road. There were, like, two or three of them that I can remember specifically off the top of my head from the early 80s. And then it just kind of stops. So... That was his. I mean, maybe you abduct a bunch of women and rape a bunch of women. Mm-hmm. And then you finally graduate to like murder. abducting a man. Yeah. You know, and murdering him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. Just throwing that out there. Like that was his hunting ground. Because <laughs> it was the South Side. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was all grocery stores on the South Side. Yeah. And abducting women. Uh, kind of late at night. Yeah. From like 24 hour supermarkets. 
Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah, but craziness. Anyway. Um, well, okay, so on June 8th of 2000, Bergette would be executed. Okay. Okay. The day before the execution, fellow coworkers, friends, and family would all gather to remember Rick Patterson. Wow. Yes. And so some of the things that they would talk about in, when they interviewed them were he was a constant prankster. Like he loved a good joke, good prank. And back in the – when he was alive in the 80s, he – each Christmas, he would give this specific bottle cutter to someone in the family as a gift to cut like pop bottles. That was his gag gift. What is a bottle cutter? I had to look it up too. But it's literally like this little thing you put like pop bottles in and then spin it around and it cuts the bottle. Okay. Yeah. Like why would you need a – but it was just what a gift. What do you use for that? It's a gag gift. No? No? Okay. I'm, it sounds fun. I bet it was. I like it. Like I would have been like, cool, I'm going to make planters. I love that dirty Santa gift. I'm right? Yeah. Little. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> one co-worker would say, rule of thumb, if you saw him coming out of your classroom, you better check it over. Loved to. <gasps> I bet he <sighs> was putting like fucking rubber snakes and shit Probably. in people's desk drawers. Ooh. Probably. Yep. Okay. The kids loved the pranks, ate it up, and the jokes. Um, but they would say as soon as class started, it was all business. Mm-hmm. Like loved his kids, loved teaching math. Um, n- They said that he was constantly the – one keeping everyone in the family like laughing and jovial and like you know kind of keeping spirits up and that all just went away with his death which i can't even imagine mm-hmm. um they did central middle school did plant a tree in his honor back in 1985 mm-hmm. so i thought that was kind of sweet whether or not that tree is still there after <gasps> The tornadoes? Oh, no, after all the tornadoes. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I would is love to more, find that out. Is Central Middle School still a school in Moore? I thought it was. Okay. But. I don't know. I, mean, I truly don't. Do we remember what middle school it was that was completely devastated in the 20, what's that, 2009? What was the really bad one with the, the kids at the school? 2013. 2013. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think, Briarwood, Briarwood. Elementary. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So at the execution, the day of the execution, the Patterson family did get to tour the facility. Uh-huh. Like Death Row and McAllister? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, okay. So they were like, we are not, we're going down there to witness this. Like it was Rick's dad, his sister, and his brother. Okay. Would all go down. They made the comment of how nice and clean it was, and that the men inside had it a lot better than some of the men outside. I believe, I mean, I believe that. Yeah, same. I mean, a lot of people go to prison so they can have shelter, food, insurance, and education, all the things. Yeah. They would not, however, be allowed to witness the execution, mm-hmm. which was, I thought was strange because sometimes they let the family, don't they? I thought so. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, But after he was um, passed, after they... What's the word? I didn't. I don't have it. Confirm like, him yeah. to be dead. Yes. Yep. So they would say that they did receive half the closure they needed. 
but the other half was still alive. Yeah. And that was killing folk in prison. Mm -hmm, that was myth. Uh, Rick's sister, Diane Newland, would go on to say, there's still the other half. I hope he gets his in prison. <gasps> yes, she did. Oh, okay. Yes, she did. Like, take my brother. So when asked if he had any last words, uh, Bridget would simply reply, no, sir. And at 12 a.m. on June 8th, he was pronounced dead. Yeah. So that was the crazy, insane story of the abduction and murder of Rick Patterson. That's really sad. I know. It's just. And so fucking random. Sorry, I just hit the table. Um, yeah, really random. And that's that's why they were like, I, we don't know where to start. Like, what, where do you start? Like, they had no. It's those random acts of violence, those random, you know, mm -hmm. murders and such that really just kind of terrify me because there's nobody to tie to. Yeah. You know, they're, they're there's just no rhyme or reason murder. for yeah. it at all. The, yeah. So. But yeah, it was crazy. But, like, when you're walking to the car by yourself. Yeah, keep your head on a swivel. Head on a swivel, people. Men all and the time. women. All the time. Because you just don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how other people walk through Walmart, but I walk through Walmart with my head on a swivel. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yes. I'm not trying to have crazy come up to me. And I'm certainly not trying to make small talk with anyone that I don't want to make small talk with. Right. I mean... Keeping your head on a swivel is good for multiple things. Yeah. You know? Yep. So. And if you're in Walmart and somebody's giving you, like, weird looks or following you around Walmart, I saw a meme. It was like, Walmart is full of weapons. Hit him with a can of soup. Fucking throw a can at him. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> Don't think that you need to, like, just get out of Walmart. You're literally in a store with weapons. Yeah. Find one. I carry a knife all the time. Come at me, bro. I dare you. I'm just saying. I've started, I had to start carrying my um, pepper spray again because it's a little creeper recently out on my run. And I was like, with my dog. And I was like, I'm not dealing, no, I'm not dealing with this. Mm -mm. So. You need just to get yourself a pit bull. Yeah. That's what needs to happen. I'm pretty sure after Bo <laughs> met Travis today, uh, he'd put up a... <laughs> He might put up somewhat of a fight he if, might. A, if a man were to come after me. So, but yeah, but yeah, just keep your head on a swivel, people. Like, don't don't ever assume that you know it's it could be a safe area, but mm -mm. you could be in I don't know Nichols fucking Hills, and somebody could come after you. So just no thanks. Be aware of your surroundings, women especially. I hate that we have to say that. Yeah. Um. If you got, if you can go in, you know, pairs, go in pairs. But yeah, just just be aware. Oh, and never let them take you to a second location. Yeah, no, ever. No, we have taught our kids this no. since they were tiny. If somebody tries to abduct you, you make the biggest scene. Um, Kick them in the balls. Yeah, we've told them numerous times that more than likely the second location they will not survive. Yeah. And if they're going to – I mean, these are really sad things that we have to say to our children, but they have been said that they will kill you and you yep. let them 
kill you where you stand and you never get in the car or you never go to a second location with them ever. Like, do whatever you can. So, it's really sad, but... It's just what we have to tell our kids. Yeah. As women. Yeah. Here we are. God bless us, everyone. Motherfuckers. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. And soapbox done. This was fun. Okay. Okay. All right. That was... That was... uh, Sad story, but sorry. (laughs) Thanks, Shy. Thanks, Shan. (laughs) If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore okay underscore pod.